Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's your high school gym teacher's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, and joined as always, the O to my J, Chad Sowash, is in the house. And we are happy to welcome... Alexander Tchaikovsky. Oh, he's excited. Founder at Crypto Careers and a bunch of other stuff. Alexander, guten tag. Guten tag. Long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me. Such such an honor. And what what bunker are you calling in from for the podcast? (laughs) Oh, man, I'm calling from this weird country called Bulgaria. Uh, Uh Probably no one has heard of it. It's somewhere in Eastern Europe, around Turkey, Greece, somewhere there. Just pick up a map. Pick up a map. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go to borders and get me a map and find. <laughs> I love that Alexander thinks that Americans are so stupid they don't know Bulgaria is a country. <laughs> pick, I appreciate that, map. Alexander. So, Alexander, they don't know Bulgaria and they probably don't know you. So let's hmm. let's get a little Twitter bio about you and what makes Alexander tick. All right. So um, I run niche job boards in Web3, crypto, and soon AI. And at the same time, I consult companies in the HR tech space around topics like SEO optimization, Google Jobs optimization, job classification with machine learning and AI, programmatic job advertising, product development, anything you can think of for HR tech. And uh, before that, I don't know. I worked in all kinds of roles in TA tech. I've been in this industry for 15 years. Why? Why'd you get Apparently, into this industry? Why? 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 why, why oh man, poor was, kid. Oh, it was. It was just pure chance. I I didn't know that this industry actually existed. Mm-hmm. So I started working as a student at a German job board called Expertier in 2007. So think about that. Ah. And Expertier was a paid membership only, white collar, high salary jobs, mm-hmm. something like the letters, mm-hmm. but cool. <laughs> I promise you, it was cool. <laughs> hey, what's happening to the letters? Do these guys still exist? Who gives a uh, shit? People in the US <laughs> are listening, and, like they hear crypto careers, this dude in the Eastern Bloc. <laughs> And they, they think shady as hell. So help us, bring us back to some level of legitimacy with crypto. It gets a bad rap, blockchain. Like Get us up to speed why we should trust this industry and, and what you're doing. Well, in crypto careers, it's like the top three job boards in crypto. It's been around for five years now. We have had over, I don't know, 25,000 jobs. People think that the crypto industry is very shady. And I mean... Partially, it's true, but whenever <laughs> but not you're you. in a bull market, no, not me. But whenever you're in a bull market, uh, hiring just explodes. And we built it a little bit from a job board mm-hmm. to like a placement agency. It's been going great. So um, there's a lot of money to be made. So I would I would guess it like it spiked in 20 to 22, and it's crashed since then. Am I wrong about that? Is there still a, a hot hot stove for crypto crypto jobs and careers? It's picking up right now again. Okay. So in summer, it was pretty bad, uh, pretty dire. But now jobs are still coming in. I think we have about 5,000 jobs open in crypto companies around the world. So at the top of the market cycle, I would say it was 
10,000 in 2022. Mm-hmm. That was like the best time. So hyper niche. amazing. Hyper niche, which is, to be quite frank, not a bad place to be because uh, there aren't going to be many competitors that are out there. Obviously, you know, top three, top three. That's awesome. But today, kids, we're talking about Google for jobs. That's that's what we're talking about. Why? Because Alexander knows a little bit about this. Okay. So Alex, let's talk a little bit about a, a basic intro for Google for jobs. What is it for anybody who's been locked up in a closet for the past five years? A little bit about the basics of, of Google for jobs right out of the gate. All right. So if you're a recruitment marketing professional, I would say this is this nice thing, nice thing out there where if you play well with Google, you put some schema on your jobs, they'll send you high quality converting job seeker traffic to your jobs mm-hmm. for free. So you're not paying anything for that. You just have to play by the rules, uh, optimize them a little bit and you get traffic. And if you're a job seeker, it's just this thing that pops up after the sponsored search results. Um, when you type in something like retail jobs near me. So uh, it gets a lot of attention from job seekers, right? And people are really focused on optimizing this because it's really good traffic. So if I could add to that, historically, you searched sales jobs in Google and you would get a bunch of links to websites that have sales jobs on their websites. Today, I search sales jobs. It automatically locates where I am and gives me the actual job listings and then where I can go to apply to those jobs. So it's basically vertical search, takes out some of the middleman of the job board, going to that site, you can go directly to the job posting. Just wanted to add that. And you've been putting your jobs on Google for Jobs since it began, 2017? Yeah, pretty much. The crypto job board has been there since start. Uh, It's been going pretty well. And I know Chad and I, when it first came out, was like, this is kind of shitty. Uh, what talk about what it was then and how it's evolved and, and maybe where it needs to go from here to, to even improve from now. Oh man, I can write a book about this one, but, uh, <laughs> let's, I think you on. have already on LinkedIn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in the beginning, everyone told that Google is going to go all in in recruiting because they had an ATS, they had a job matching product yep. and they had Google Jobs, and then suddenly they got slapped with a with this monopoly uh, suit from 2017, and that was confirmed in 2019. And pretty much the whole team disbanded. You know, everyone left, and then that's not right, the reason. Just, that's not the reason why they did it. But yeah, they, they, that was that was that was external pressure. They did it because they were short on resources, and Google Cloud was going to make a hell of a lot more money mm-hmm. than fucking job postings. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, some of the key people left and then they joined our companies, yeah. But um, eventually there were a lot of promises and I think all of us went to conferences and were like really scared what these guys are going to do. Mm-hmm. And I would say when it comes to what they promised to build, we're probably halfway there. They do release new stuff now and then. There was a large update, I think October 2022, when they introduced new uh, metadata into the schema. So if you follow these, these are, of course, nice ways to optimize your performance. But to me, it feels like the product is stuck in 2019. That's where it is, unfortunately. So there was always this you know, existential threat that they're just going to turn it off. But I think we are um, 
past this point now. I think it's here to stay. So talk about your your clients, what you're seeing, traction. I mean, is it even worth it? Because I remember back in the day, and this is, I, I think, even before 2007, I could be wrong, but Google Base came out. And they were asking everybody to put their jobs in a system. Spam. And, and then it just, spa- it was spammy. It was nasty. It was horrible. So tell us what you're seeing through the data that you're collecting from your clients. Because that's the big key right now. I think the big key is that if you already have a good domain ranking, technical SEO is fine. Mm-hmm. You're most likely getting traffic and that's good. And they're always like, ways to optimize this so you can probably get a few clicks per job per month on top of it yeah what got really hard in time was that if you have a lot of uh jobs from let's say appcast or uh, ZipRecruiter or like any type of backfill and you try to push this into google jobs unless you have like very high domain ranking um it gets really hard to get indexed right so today if i start a new job board get a feed from appcast and then just start blasting them into google jobs probably not going to get any traffic at all. I mean, it depends a little bit on the country and uh, a little bit on the niche. And if you have a little bit of content on the site, but it got really, really hard, especially in the US. Duplication is hard. Is that because the algorithm is really good at your site is nothing and this is duplicate content and so you're not going to go show up? Or is it because users didn't click on options that they didn't trust. They're clicking on LinkedIn and Indeed and the corporate site. Like, What was it that pushed out the spam? I think it's a combination of both. So on the one hand, Google rolled out these EAT rules on content quality. Mm -hmm. So if you start a job board today that doesn't have any content at all, like zero blog posts, no contact, no about us page, you're actually probably not going to get indexed at all. Just forget about the jobs for a second. And that's kind of what made it hard on the one hand. And on the other hand, I mean, Google tracks every click. They know what people like to visit. They know where the high domain rankings are. They're not going to send people to some shady websites. I think probably in the beginning of 2020, there was this one company that got a very nice edge. So they were blasting AppCast jobs into Google Jobs from hundreds of subdomains from these small local radio and TV stations in the US. Uh-huh. That worked for a while. They probably made a lot of money, but Google found out about this and they killed it. So today I'd say cheating is really, really hard. What I see is that if you try to send a lot of sponsor jobs from AppCast, uh, because they have very short life cycles, you know, they come in for two hours, then they disappear. Google thinks about it as a spam and then they're just going to cut you off and you're going to get zero traffic. That's what I see. So from the, the standpoint of actually getting traffic and then also let's just talk about SEO at first. Indeed got SEO really, really quickly at really high ranking uh, on the search uh, search pages. We find out later uh, the attribution was the amount of content that they, not just the amount of content, but how quickly they were, they were getting rid of old and pushing in new, right? So they were like firing off feeds to Google, new jobs to Google very regularly where many other sites would do it like maybe once every 24 hours, right? So it was very fresh content. And that's what Google saw, which is one of the reasons why Indeed indeed boosted up the rankings. Uh, today with Google for Jobs, are, is that do you think that's a part of the algorithm too? And talk about the traction and type of traffic that your job sites are actually seeing and your client job sites are seeing. Is, is it worth it? 
I mean, let, let's put it this way. If you have a good domain ranking, uh-huh. right, and you're not on Google Jobs yet, uh, and you have some good content, so let's say stuff like long-tail jobs, uh, jobs from direct employers, mm-hmm. jobs that don't have a schema, that it's kind of hard to find. And if you push this into Google and you play by the rules and you have some good technical SEO, you will get traffic. Uh, it's going to work out. It's going to be really nice for you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have this um, and you have like zero good content on the site, zero blog articles, it's just not going to work. Uh, Google sees this and for them, it's just another job site. Why should they give you traffic? Why should they send a job seeker to you and not right. to Indeed or any of the other mm-hmm. guys that are already proven? So early on, Indeed said said no to putting their jobs on Google for Jobs. They've obviously reversed that trend. What are you seeing in terms of your own traffic? Is Indeed funneling a lot of folks from Google to Indeed? And also, you know, we thought when this came out that the the corporate site would be sort of the king in terms of where people went to apply to the job. However, that sometimes ends up in a 45-minute uh, painful experience of applying to a job, whereas Indeed, LinkedIn, where I already have an account, it's a lot easier. What are you seeing in terms of where are people going and your response to uh, Indeed getting into the game? There's a lot of inconsistencies, right? So Google introduced this direct apply thing, uh, which, if you read it carefully, does really not fit into Indeed's apply flow because they ask for your registration in order yeah. to send you to jobs. Yeah, mandatory registration. Yeah. Yeah. So why do they still rank? But they rank very high because they have very high domain ranking. Uh, That's one of the key factors out there. So they're very good on technical SEO and they're kind of riding on this. And that works very well for them. It's not going to work for other people that are just uh, joining in right now, the party. They are, say, they're too late for that. To Joel's point, do you think that Google right now is waiting? the experience higher than original content. Because to be quite frank, it, they should be weighting all of the content that's coming coming from corporate career sites much higher than any job board. Because that's the original content. That's where that's where the job actually originates. Yeah, but what is the applicant flow on the original application form, well, right? The, 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 well, that's that's the question is, is it experience? And I know I'm talking to a job board guy and all, but <laughs> yeah. it's the experience versus the original content, right? And if I'm just looking at trying to make it easy apply for job seekers to go in and just apply to jobs to a job board versus the original content to the actual brand who's doing the hiring, it seems like Google right now is weighted more toward the experience than original content. And that's not where Google's always been, right? They, they've always weighted original content much higher. So why is that? I guess we scrape Google, right? We scrape yeah. Google Jobs and we see uh, who ranks where for certain search terms, right? Also for my clients in order to know how they perform. And the truth is that job boards rule right now. Uh, it's not the ATS. It's not the career page. It's the job board that rules. And I guess it's just that some job boards offer a better application flow than these career pages. That's kind of my takeaway. Not all of them, right? Uh, Workday, (laughs) not really, but Greenhouse, Lever, pretty nice sites, very easy to apply. They do rank very well, but again, Indeed, Zip, uh, they decimate all these results. So they get a lot of traffic. I mean, tell me, tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, is that if I'm a job seeker, I don't know Greenhouse from ISEMs, from Smart Recruiters, from anyone else. 
So to me, like clicking on the corporate site is a box of chocolates. I might get a quick apply, <laughs> but it also might just be the, it might waste my whole afternoon. So if I, I know LinkedIn, I know Indeed, I know Zip, I've applied through there. I know it takes this amount of time. So to me, it's like, I know what I'm getting with Indeed and LinkedIn. I don't know what I'm getting if I click, you know, salesforce.com or Eli Lilly or a corporate site. Am I right on that or no? You're absolutely right on that. I see it the same way. Um, and, you know, you already have your data on Indeed. You already have your profile. So you just know it's like one click apply and, and you're done. Why should you go to this weird page that it's called Workday? You know, yeah. what is that? Why would you apply there? So ATSs have lost the battle for sure. Which is a shame. Can they come back or are they screwed forever? I don't wait. Well, first off, let's clarify this. I don't think the ATSs have lost the battle. I think the HR department and talent acquisition has lost the battle because they took something that was simple, the ATS apply process, and they've created this mon-fucking-strosity of an apply process of saying, no, we need to have this and we need to have that. This should be a signal to all talent acquisition uh, and recruiting professionals that you guys fucked this up. The applicant <laughs> tracking system didn't, Yeah. right? Yeah, but you know, I don't have any ATSs as clients or employers that are interested <laughs> in Google Jobs optimization. So <laughs> let's leave it like that. that well, what sucks is a few bad apples ruin it for everybody because some of them are doing it right. But if, if a job seeker doesn't know what they're like getting into, they're just not going to go because it's, cause it's uh, uncharted waters for them in most cases. Although there is this guy, I don't know if you know Jerry Lee's, like an influencer, career coach type of guy on Instagram, does these mm -hmm. crazy videos, apply 200 jobs in two minutes and stuff like that. That's kind of his niche. And he's actually doing a lot of advertisement for Lever and Greenhouse and all of the nice ATSs, has a 2 million audience. I think he's helping them. He's helping educate people. So I would bet that in maybe one year, uh, we'll see that Greenhouse, Lever and some of the other nicer ATSs probably outperform job boards for certain niches that they're mm. very strong. You know, like crypto, for example, is very lever and greenhouse driven. Yeah. They get a lot of traffic. So we compete with them. That's true. I don't compete with Indeed on Google Jobs. Not at all. I compete with greenhouse and lever. So a quick, a quick commercial, because Alex and I are both advisors for this company. I think CV Wallet will probably be the heir apparent because we really need, and this is something that Taleo tried back in the day. They had the universal resume. Right. And because they were so big, they thought they could pull it off. The problem is nobody else wanted to use it because Taleo, much like Indeed is today, was the big bully in the room. Right. So you need kind of like a, an honest third party who's out there to be able to provide this type of service. Do you think this could be something that Google actually thinks is attractive or do you think they even give a shit? I don't think they really care about it. Uh, I think that's a great use case. It's the only use case for blockchain in recruiting. There are no yeah. other ones. Whoever tells you this, anything else, then, you know, just shoot them or run away. But I mean, Google can actually verify people, you know, because most people have a Gmail address. Do you remember the login with Gmail? Thing? Yeah. That's yeah. a verification. That's a profile verification. So that's kind of a competitor to what we do in this other company that you just advertised. The challenge is which Gmail account you want to use when you verify <laughs> your identification. Busty Latina 69 <laughs> is mine. BBL. 
71, big, yeah. Big booty Latina, 69, yeah. Alexander, you're, you're an SEO, and it's pretty clear from this interview in the green room that you pay a lot of attention to rankings and, and what that means to your traffic. Do you have any sense for, if you look for a job on Google for jobs, you have like maybe three or four job boards that you can choose from. Do you have any sense for like what that number one position uh, is for traffic versus number two, three, and four? Because I know in SEO for like regular results, they know that 90 some percent click that, you know, first ranking or that first result, and then it goes down significantly from there. Do you see the same thing with Google for jobs or is it too early to tell? Uh, it really depends on the country and on the niche, right? So if we stick with the US, because uh, you don't care about Europe anyway. Uh, I would say the first place is really like a hard call between Zip and Indeed. But do you know what percentage percentage of the clicks go to the first result versus second? What's beside that? Do you have any sense for that right now? Oh yeah, it's it's about eighty percent on the first click. Okay, that, that's what we always optimize for. You know, we always say that we want to get clients on the first click, uh, and everything else is like not important. That's great information. And what do you need to do to get to that first position? Is it an SEO game? Is it like I need people to click that over everything else or both? It's mostly like an SEO game because it's part of your optimization. It's uh, it's everything. It's like page speed is your current yeah. technical SEO, is your domain ranking, it's your job at page, how is it structured, mm -hmm. like anything that age of the domain all kinds age of the domain yeah when was the job updated yeah. so give me give me an idea what kind of traffic like from one of your sites or one of your client sites what kind of traffic are they seeing from google as a percentage from overall traffic and then also what kind of boost does a company if they do this right what kind of boost could they see from Google for jobs? Well, I can give you like direct figures from uh, one of my job sites. So mm -hmm. with an inventory of about 1,000 jobs, only 500 of them are relevant for Google because of, you know, location and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, we get about, what is it, 10,000 clicks every three months, organic clicks. Okay. Um, so that's 3,300 clicks per month. On 500, 500 jobs. jobs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's a very small sample size, right? So that's, yeah, size. yeah. So that's a lot of clicks on a very small sample yeah, size. Not too shabby. Yeah. Then I have uh, another European uh, customer as a comparison. I would say 16,000 jobs in inventory. Um, Northern Europe probably get about, I would say, close to 60,000 clicks a month. So okay. pretty good. Okay. But I have a very strong local authority. And then there are these clients that I start working with. They have 200,000 jobs and they get 30 clicks per month. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those companies are probably going to want to get into Google for jobs ads. So can you give us kind of like a basic intro into the Google for Jobs ads, the, the ad product that they came out with? Yeah, I mean, uh, isn't this a secret? I don't know. Am I allowed to talk? <laughs> Is Google listening? Are they going to blow up my They laptop? are listening. They're always a lot listening. of people have already have signed, uh, you know, agreements not to disclose stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't signed anything, so I can just talk. Um, well, we've been waiting for this, you know, since 2016. Probably it's going to come out in the U.S. Uh, around uh, the end of this year. And what we know is that it's just going to be another class of ads, right? It's going to be shown on top of the sponsored uh, job ads. So, mm -hmm. on, sorry, on, on top of the sponsored uh, links. 
So uh, you have sponsored Google Job Ads, then you have sponsored display links, then you have Google Jobs, and then you have uh, organic search. So a uh, very important product. It's going to give you a lot of visibility. Uh, it's going to be a direct click out, so no intermediary page. So you can think about that in terms of performance. Oh, nice. And I think it's just going to send ripples through our industry. It's going to have a huge impact. Have you seen screenshots or things in the wild that would would um, tip you off to that sort of visual? Or is that just your best guess? Well, we all saw the screenshot from Tom from yeah. uh, AppCast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you now browse Google, occasionally there are days where they would... Uh, alpha test this and like beta test this. Mm -hmm. I think it's now in a better test stage because I have been able to see a few of them. What's really interesting, right? In Europe, we have this um, one small fragment on top of the Google Jobs results, which says, you know, uh, see similar, find jobs here and there. And uh -huh. it has the small logos of job boards where you can find jobs. You don't have this in the US, but in the beta of Google Job Ads, you have this in the US. So that's going to be a major change i think when it comes to you know capturing the whole search page as a brand so if you are indeed not bad not bad for you so just to be clear it'll be at the top of the job search results there'll be direct links to that job so it won't be here are the results and then you know that first spot that first link i, I assume that would be like paid and it would say add that's not what we're looking at you're not buying the first link in a job posting, you're buying display ads, basically, or ads at the top of the search results. Yeah, you're buying display ads on top of the search results. It's going to be three or four, like a carousel type okay. of uh, type of thing. And uh, probably it's going to be connected to your bidding and what you're willing to bid. It's going to be the first thing that people see on mobile. So if you know Google Shopping, if you've ever gone through that experience, then they, they have tried to assimilate that user experience from what I've been told and the screenshots that I've seen. So if you haven't tried Google Shopping, go try it out. Uh, and then you'll get kind of like a, a flavor for that. So you have actually said, Alex, that you believe that uh, this Google for Jobs ad component is going to be a supreme, supreme product. Why do you think that? Why do you think it's going to be better than Indeed or, or any of the other major, major sites that are out there? Well, it's probably five reasons, but let's focus on the two main ones. So user intent recognition. If you think about Google Jobs, the way it understands that you're searching for jobs and it knows what kind of jobs you're searching for, this is based on the technology that Google built for job matching. There was this product in 2017 called Google Cloud Talent something. I don't know anymore. <laughs> they changed the name so many times. It was a supreme job matching product, right? So it had a very extensive in-house developed taxonomy, 250,000 yeah. occupations, three different layers, 50,000 skills, relationships between them. Very, very good product. Um, mm -hmm. No idea why it never actually managed to um, work out. But um, money. that's what they used on Google Jobs. Yeah, to understand uh, what the search intent of users is and to show them corresponding jobs. And that's going to be the same technology that's going to power um, Google Job Ads. My conspiracy theory was they were using that in their large language model. As you started to get all that information from all of those those uh, areas and they were pushing in, they were using it in a large language model to be able to to, to actually hone their their own uh, their own algorithm. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Oh, there's this other theory that they just assume that they can translate the whole 
thing with uh, natural language and yeah. the language models, but it didn't work out because, you know, labor markets are complex. You cannot just translate them. Yeah. Do you anticipate it'll be um, a penny a click to start and the market will drive prices up from there, similar to how pay-per-click came out in 2002 or three? I think that there will be some, let's say, arbitrage opportunities in the markets until everyone, you know, really jumps on the opportunity. So definitely money to be made. But do you think Google will charge as little as a penny or do you think they'll have a higher threshold coming out, out the gate? I think it will be higher out of the okay. gates. And I mean, they'll do the bidding free automatically. So yeah. Some people don't know this, but Bing does get a lot of traffic and they've basically copied the format of what Google's doing. They used to do only LinkedIn because, you know, they own them, but now it's it's a competitive product. Are you getting your jobs onto Bing? Do you have any uh, data on that or experience or is there a reason why you're not on it? Well, I mean, Bing had a nice jump in performance during the whole generative AI phase. That was great. Yeah. It wore off. So right now it's at the same level as it was before. You can get a couple of clicks. They do have a sponsored uh, job product. But, you know, in order to get in, you need a cooperation with Microsoft and no one in Microsoft knows how to actually get in. I've asked so many times. So right now it's probably mostly reserved for LinkedIn. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, impact globally. You talked about before some of the pressures that are actually happening uh, in the global market against Google, and they've been fined dramatically, uh, which is, I mean, it's good. It's good for the, the bully to get smacked around a little bit every now and again. Do you think that this is going to be rolled out carte blanche and then it's going to be global or do you think they're going to be pretty much dead zones in the globe like the uk or something like that where they just they really just don't want to play in that sandbox yeah i mean they're probably not going to roll out in france right <laughs> no um, i mean joke, joke aside so us by the end of the year for sure uk uh, i don't see an issue there because uk is not part of the EU anymore. So yeah. who cares? Yep. Can go wrong. And then about Europe, I think we'll see like a subsequent launch uh, on a country by country way, the, the same way they did it with Google Jobs. Sure. There was a new lawsuit announced in Denmark against Google, uh, again, because of Google Jobs and yeah. um, competitiveness and copyright infringement and that kind of stuff. So I think that's probably going to hold them off a little bit because there is a potential lawsuit there. I mean, it's going to be such a great product. And if you think about a country like Germany, where people pay 1,600 euros for a job posting to StepStone, and suddenly they have this alternative where for 50 bucks, they can get, I don't know, five amazing job applicants. That's kind of a going to be problematic for some of the job boards. And I'm sure yeah. they'll try out something against Google. Speaking of lawsuits, let's talk about Elon Musk real quick, a little bit off topic. But you listen to our show, you know that X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, is rolling out job postings. Companies that are uh, sort of verified companies can post jobs. I assume those jobs will eventually make it over to Google for jobs. Have you seen any evidence of that? Just overall thoughts on, on Twitter slash X getting into this game? Well, obviously, Elon Musk needs money. I mean, that's kind of clear. So he wants to dive in the recruitment marketing. Uh, I haven't seen anything on Google Jobs. And I think Twitter is becoming a more closed platform now. So uh, the whole tweet indexing anyway is a hard stuff. So imagine getting jobs indexed. That's going to be even harder. But um, I don't know. I just don't see it as a, as a big game changer in our industry. You know, 
all the problems that I can think of with regards to your brand to advertise on Twitter. Why yes. would you do that? That's like suicide. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, I hope he's not going to sue me. You know? <laughs> the guy from Crypto Careers says putting your shit on Twitter <laughs> is a bad move, everybody. Well, Alex, we could talk to you all day, my friend, but we're going to cut it off here. We're going to have you back when uh, this is all real. It's live. It's not alpha, beta, any of that stuff. But until then, if listeners want to connect with you, where would you send them? Just go on LinkedIn, type in Alexander Chukovsky and connect with me. Alexander, stay out of my search history. Chad, that is another one in the can. <laughs> we out. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.